Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I'm your host, Scott Haskin, and if you're wondering why do I not have that normal, excited tone in my voice, well, here's why. It is nearly Christmas, and I've got the tree decorated, I've got the Christmas lights on, the house lights are off, got a couple candles going, nice evergreen scent. And it's just very relaxing in here in the studio, a perfect time to listen to some beautiful Renaissance style Christmas music. What you're hearing in the opening here is It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, a song that I absolutely cherish, but strangely do not remember from my childhood. Yet, whenever I hear the song, it takes me right back to my childhood. So I must have heard the song at some point and have some sort of subconscious associated memory that I'm just not connecting. But in any case, uh, that brings me right back to Christmas Eve, going to grandma and grandpa's house and having a wonderful time there, having a great dinner, eyeing the presents under the tree, wondering what was what, and then going upstairs, singing carols by the piano, wishing we weren't singing carols because I really wanted to start unwrapping presents. That's where I was as a child until my grandparents got me a zither one year. And I actually opened that. Uh, that year, we opened the presents before we went up and sang. And so I brought my zither. It had the music to Silent Night. It told you what string to pluck when. And so as a uh, a very young child, I was probably, I don't know, maybe six or seven, I want to say. I was very young. And so I played along uh, horribly at the time to Silent Night. But I got quite used to it. It's really a lovely instrument and um, and got to play with the family. So that was pretty nice. A um, couple of quick things on me before we get into the episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has been listening to and has commented on my newest album, The Forgotten Puppet Show, that came out here in, in uh, on December 8th. Uh, this album was a long time in the works. It took me a long time to finish because life just got a little bit busy and I had to step away from it for a little while, but I'm glad I was able to go ahead and get that out this year. So thank you to those who have listened. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me. I've gotten some lovely feedback on it, which has made me very happy. Um, also, my book is finally being edited. I should say my trilogy is finally being edited. We are 20 chapters into book one and working on little modifications here and there to kind of, you know, just make those things perfect and, and uh, have them make sense to the readers. Because sometimes as a writer, you tend to just go off on a tangent, you throw it down in the book and you think, well, you know, if there's anything in there that really doesn't work, we'll catch it when we edit. And now that we're in the editing process, I'm thinking I should have just fixed it when I was writing it. Uh, but in any case, that should be coming out in 2022. Oh my God, 2022. That's a big number. Uh, and then also uh, the the new album that I was going to start is then delayed because of the uh, book trilogy, but I will be back on that before too long. I have an idea of what I want to do for it because January or the first quarter of the year is the album that I do that's new. And then in the summer, I typically do a revamp of an older album modernizing it, having it make more sense uh, through the eyes of a much more experienced writer and audio engineer. So uh, those things are all coming. There will be another album, I would say, somewhere in the first quarter of the year, but I really want to focus on the book and get that done, or the trilogy and get that done. And then uh, another potential book that very may well see release this year is the third and final What Happened in Vegas book, as I've been kind of venturing out, although later later in the evening, I have uh, collected a lot more phrases. I'm down to less than 100 that I need for the book. I've already got a bunch of pictures and I can probably get the rest in a night or two. So I uh, I look forward to releasing that one. I've had a lot of people ask whether there was going to be a third one or not. 
the intention was that there would be three, but then COVID struck and I certainly did not want to be out walking around people. And uh, so now I, I go when it's minimized and I'm still able to catch a lot of good stuff. Um, and then the last thing, and this kind of ties into the show, is that Sunday I went out and I got, I did my annual drive down to Fremont Street, where I went to the one shop that I always go to, and I picked out a Christmas ornament. I started that tradition two years ago. I cannot find the ornament from 2019, but I didn't have a tree that year, so that's fine. <laughs> but I'm sure I will stumble across it one day. Uh, but I did get a new ornament for for this year. The, uh, the downside is just the crusty lady behind the counter at that store who uh, has never once shown any sign of friendliness. But, you know, it's just a cool place to go and get an ornament. It's that uh, two-level place and the Christmas ornaments are upstairs. So, you know, it's nice to just walk around in the atmosphere. I don't really go out uh, into the world very much anymore. So that's always lovely. But the tradition has become that on my way down there, I listen to a couple of specific things. Uh, the first one is that I listened to uh, an album called The Reality of a Dreamer by a band named Mythos, who I absolutely adore. They're very new agey. Uh, they're fantastic. This album in particular reminds me very much of that period between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I would go to my brother's and uh, Mythos was one of those bands that we would listen to, uh, both for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It was just kind of the, the tradition along with bands like Govinda. Um, and then uh, I would listen to a song by a man that you may know named Philip Glass. And this is the In the Upper Room dance number nine. I love that song. It's very holiday to me, one I would listen to on the way to and from whatever holiday event that I was going to. Uh, very beautiful song, very beautifully done, uh, wonderful vocal, and just a, a very powerful song. Uh, the sheet music is pretty interesting if you've ever seen it. Uh, and then, of course, I would listen to Winter Carols, the 2017 version. So this year, uh, I upped to the new 2021 version that was just released and got my first taste of that as I was down uh, going to and from Fremont Street yesterday. Actually got through most of it because I live a little bit of a, a drive from there. I live on the other side of the airport. So depending on traffic, the highways can be uh, a little slow. And then, of course, I didn't know that that entire part of Las Vegas Boulevard is all torn up under construction. So it took me a little longer to get there. And I was perfectly relaxed, perfectly fine with that because I was listening to some beautiful music from Richie and Candace. Um, just, just a stunning album. The, the stuff that they've added seems to really just pick up where Winter Carols 2017 stopped. You know, these are, are some wonderful additions. Um, you know, you do get a, a slight sense of difference as far as the the mixes and, and you know, the, the overall sound. There's some slight differences there. But honestly, the songs fit very, very well together. And I'm looking forward to getting into them. The confusing part to me, and this is just me, um, you know, I know the album very well. So the the start of the album, the 2017 version, being Deck the Halls, um, what I love about that is it's very royal. It's very, uh, you know, heavy brass sounding, heavy ornate doors and, and you know, jeweled chairs and things that, that you get in your head. And so starting the album with that, I thought was fantastic because it really made me feel like it was the beginning of the party. This is the entrance into the big castle with the horn players at the front doors and everybody just greeting you in with this regal welcome. Um, the new version does not start with that. The new version starts with Coventry Carol. And so that threw me off a little bit because it doesn't have that same sense for me. Great song. And we're going to play it here in just a second or a clip of it in just a second. 
but it did sort of change the dynamic for me a little bit because the progression of Winter Carols really seemed to be sort of the progression of a party. And now that party has changed. You don't, you're not getting that same, you know, grand door opening welcome. So uh, nothing wrong with that. Just something that I noticed if this, the 2021 version is your first foray into Winter Carols, you won't notice it a bit, uh, except now that I pointed it out. But let's get a little taste of it. Here is a little bit of Coventry Girl by Blackmore's Night. Love that cello coming in there in the last bit of that clip. Uh, this is a really beautiful song. You know, it it definitely makes me feel like I'm in a room where there's like just Christmas lights and candles, kind of like right now, except for the big computer monitors that are staring me in the face. But it just has that really gentle feel to it. It's a, a lovely, lovely song. The vocals are beautiful. I love the the music too. And that thing about that is that you don't have to be perfect. Like not every note has to be on the perfect measure of the beat or the eighth note or the 16th note, but it does have to have a certain element of consistency. You have to be pretty close, but there is a little bit of variation that's acceptable on the ears. This is very smooth. When I listen to it, it just, it just travels along the timeline and really, really has a nice feel to it. Very warm and embracing. I love that. I love the sound of the vocals. I don't know how many tracks she's got there. It's at least two. I'm not sure if there's a third one or not, but it just, it blends. It's gentle. There's nothing that really, you know, pops out. It just kind of, it's like you're just in a little boat and you're just floating along the river gently, not really caring where you go, just enjoying the ride. That's what this song makes me feel like. I I could definitely equate it to a lot of memories. I'm kind of just picturing like, you know, candlelight in a log cabin window or, you know, while the snow falls outside, just just something really gentle and warm about it. I, I think it's a very, very beautiful song and I'm glad that they included it on the album. So despite what I said about the opening song, I mean, that was certainly just the expectation I had from my experience with Winter Carols 2017. This has obviously changed direction. It has a different feel to the opening, and that's fine. It it works beautifully. It's almost like the countryside drive on the way to grandma's house. You know, it just has that just tranquil feeling of just being on your way. I really like it. The next song that we have up is then Deck the Halls.
So that was the introduction that I'm more used to on this album. It's definitely more uh, just just richer and more regal, I think, are, are the words that I would choose. I, obviously, I just did. But it has a really nice flute in the beginning, almost like you're in the carriage going up to the entrance in the beginning, and then all of a sudden you're there and you hear the flute, but you hear the brass underneath of that. Uh, really just beautiful. And then, you know, a nice... A uh, warming feeling as you're walking into the house or the castle, as it were, just a, a beautiful thing. Um, Candace has a very nice delivery in this. It's a little straightforward, you know, in, in the beginning part of it, but it, it changes kind of as it goes on. But it's very, very nice. I really like this song. And this makes me feel like I'm in Christmas in England. You know, all the, the castles and things that you see in the Hallmark movies. This is the feeling that I'm getting from this one. Next up, we have one of my favorites, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. That is a wonderful intro from Richie. I love the drum too. It sounds really big and yet not big at the same time. It's like if there was a little more reverb, it would be too much. It just sits right where it's at the perfect level, I think. And it's not intrusive on what Richie's playing either, which is nice. Um, I love this. This is just classic Richie Blackmore right here in this opening. Love it. I love the harmonics in that last part right before Candace comes in and starts singing. Um, didn't get to hear a lot of Candace just because of the time. You know, I, I, I don't really want to play a longer clip than that. But uh, I could say that her vocals on this, as you hear in the in the intro, are very gentle, very warm and embracing. It's It's just like she's sitting there with kids around her in a circle and just singing to them. You know, it, it just has that a, a loving sound to it which is is really beautiful. It just, the whole album just progresses that way um, it, as you go through just the standard tracks on the album. Then you get into the live stuff, which we're not really going to get into today because I don't typically cover a lot of live stuff. But I will say that there is just a, a wonderful, warm glow to this album, much like I felt on Here We Come a Caroling that came out last year and I reviewed it. That is episode 138, I believe. And then uh, shortly after that, on episode 151, I did my review of Nature's Light, which was their new studio album that came out. Very nice that bands were able to release albums during the pandemic, I have to say. Um, you know, we needed new stuff to hear. They needed something to do uh, since they can't be touring like they're used to. So it's really just benefits everybody. And I'm really glad they were able to do it. It's a beautiful album. But getting back to this one, um, from God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, we are now on to Oh Christmas Tree, which is one of my favorites to sing along to, even though I can't sing. 
Yeah, this is just such a beautiful song. I love the gentleness of Richie's playing through this whole song. You've got that, uh, you know, sort of dry strumming track or muted strumming track, and then you've got what he's picking. And uh, this is another one that just has a really smooth and, and wonderful flow to it. I think, too, I, I really love the fillers that they put in the songs, just like those little bells that we just heard. And, uh, you know, sometimes Richie puts in little fills here and there on another track. And this that's the style that they have that is one thing I really love about their music. It, it never disappoints. You know, if you, I never cared for Renaissance music when I found out that that's what Richie wanted to do, you know, being a huge fan of his from purple or from rainbow really first. And then that led me to purple and, uh, you know, all the, the families like white snake and all that. But the, uh, the idea of him just wanting to do this going from the music that I loved was a bit of a surprise. And I thought, well, if this is what he wants to do, he certainly has the right to do whatever he wants. Maybe I'll enjoy it. And so I, I gave it a chance and I really did. I didn't really care for Renaissance music. I've been to one Renaissance festival. Eh, you know, it, it didn't really do much for me. The Dead Bob show was a lot of fun. I did enjoy that. Don't know if he's still around. But, uh, you know, other than that, it was just, it was okay. And, you know, the, the people that I went with, uh, my brothers and, and a friend, they all said, yeah, this was not the good year for it. So I don't know that I have the proper perspective of a Renaissance festival. But what I can tell you is that this music is really wonderful. And I've listened to other Renaissance music and some of it I like. I think I like the stuff that sounds more historical, more traditional than some of the newer stuff that I've heard. But Blackmore's Night, I really dig the vibe of their stuff. And I think a lot of it has to do with those little things that they fill up the spaces with, you know, the little bells or inflections from Richie or whatever, a flute here and there. Uh, I just love that stuff. I love when things have little surprises in there, you know, things that you wouldn't expect. And then they're there and you're like, wait a minute, what was that? And then you realize you're missing the next three seconds of the song because you're trying to figure out what you just heard. So you have to go back and listen to it again. Oh, darn, you have to listen to great music more than once. So yeah, it has a really good feel to it for me. And, uh, and I really like the song. Candace's vocal is really beautiful. It's very passionate. Um, I think one of my favorite performances from her on the album, to be honest. And it's an interesting song. It's so simple. You know, lyrically, it's incredibly repetitive. But the fact is, is that if you are like singing from a position of love, then you could sing those lines over and over and over and just feel them more and more. Um, another song that I could kind of compare it to would be Let the Sunshine In um, from the movie Hair. That is another one that's in incredibly repetitive, but you hear the passion that they sing that with and you think, wow, this is this is really good. In fact, I would love to hear David Coverdale do a version of that. I think his voice would be fantastic. And 
And that reminds me, let me just tell you a little bit about my tree. So I am very low-key for Christmas. You know, I uh, I had parties that I went to pre-COVID or would spend with family, but, you know, now everything's changed. So I pretty much spend it alone in the studio. It's a very nice time for me to get a lot done while everyone is busy with family and friends and things like that. And so uh, I found this tree skirt on Amazon a couple of years ago. And that was when I started the ornament tradition. So I bought the tree skirt because I just loved it. And then I thought, yeah, I don't have a tree though. So last year I decided for the first time in 30 years, I would get a tree. And so I got, you know, it's a prepackaged tree. It's white. Uh, It has really nice, gentle blue lights on it. I hang some purple ornaments and then my Vegas ornaments on it every year. And, uh, and it's really nice, but, but the tree skirt that started this whole thing is actually a version of the white snake album. Love Hunter is what's pictured on it. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So I grabbed it up and then that is why I started to proceed on with the ornaments and a tree and everything. Uh, actually I, I, I got that first ornament first, just, I just thought that would be a fun tradition. And then I saw the tree skirt and then that was in January of 2020. And so that uh, fall, last fall, I bought the Christmas tree. And it's very nice. It, it goes up very quickly. It takes me a few minutes to hang the ornaments, but I did it listening, of course, to the rest of this album that I didn't hear on the road. So I got the ornament yesterday. I did the uh, decoration of the tree last night. Very nice. A lot of fun. I got a tree top this year, which I did not have last year and did not grip, grips, grasp, the, I can't speak, grasp the concept of a six inch Christmas tree topper cord. Not fun. Of course, I I get it. You're probably going to string the end of the lights towards the top of the tree. So you plug in the tree top to that and it makes that full full circuit and and that's fine. But I have a pre-lit tree that does not have an outlet for the tree top. So I actually uh, just strung it into the Christmas lights that are on the wall. They were there already and it just happened to reach so very nice. But yeah, it's it's a lovely skirt. I absolutely love it. Um, I think Come and Get It would probably be a more title appropriate, you know, come get your present kind of thing it would, would have been a better uh, choice for making it. But these are unofficial. These were not made by Whitesnake. So anyway, uh, nice idea for tree skirts for bands for the future. And maybe uh, maybe one from Blackmore's Night because they do some Christmas music. It would be fitting anyway. Well, and it would fit your tree because it's very open and you just string it up around the the tree. So uh, yeah, very nice. I I really enjoy it. And I really love this song. Oh, Christmas Tree is a favorite. It really pays a a, a great respect to this centerpiece of the holiday that I think we, we tend to just think about as a thing to hang the bulbs and the tinsel on and don't necessarily really think about what it does for us. It holds the tinsel and it has that smell in the room if it's a real tree and it holds the lights and the popcorn and whatever else you do to it. Uh, it's, it's a very beautiful and important thing. And I love that this song acknowledges that very, very well. Uh, so moving on, that puts us to another one of my favorites. This is uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing and Come All Ye Faithful.
So this is another one that has that really regal, powerful, I'm in a giant castle in England kind of feel to it. And I absolutely love it. It's such a beautiful song anyway. Lyrically, it's it's just a unity for me. You know, everybody just kind of dropping your shit and getting together and forgetting everything for a little while. I love that. Um, I love the way Candace delivers the vocals on this one. This is another one of my favorite vocal performances for, from her on this album. Uh, very powerful, but yet gentle where it needs to be. Just a, a beautiful delivery. Uh, love the blend of sounds. This is a very rich sounding song. There's so much going on. Um, I do think at times the, the I, I can't tell if it's brass or strings underneath the vocal, does tend to be a little bit loud where the vocal is, but that's okay. It's not that bad. You can still hear what she's singing. And that's, you know, that's the point. But it's just a beautiful song. There's a wonderful part from Richie in here. And uh, when the song kicks up, uh, just really love the, he has a way of, of playing, especially when he's doing solos, that just, it's like that first note that he hangs out there for you, just kind of grabs your, your wrist and drags you on into whatever he's doing, into his world. And you just sit there surrounded by the sound of his guitar and the notes that he's playing it's really, he's very unique as a guitarist. There's very few guitarists that I'm just like, wow, I'm just blown away by this guy. And, you know, there's a lot of good and talented guitarists out there. There's a lot of great performing guitarists out there, but there's only a handful that can really make me feel something, you know, very few. And Richie is, is one of them. And I've spent, you know, since I was a little kid, I've been listening to him and it's it never ceases to amaze me what he comes up with and how he continues, regardless of the kind of song he's playing, whether where he continues to just entrance me into his playing. It, it's really, really amazing. Um, I think I mentioned this on one of the other two reviews that I did. I can't remember which one. But if you really want to get a song or listen to a song where you can really feel that from Richie, especially, and I'm thinking of that with this song because I kind of compare it to the solo in this one, is a song called Weisheim. And it was, I got it off of an EP that came out during, I think it was during Difficult to Cure. It had Jealous Lover on it. I think there was a live version of I Surrender. I can't remember now. Um, but it was similar to the Difficult to Cure album cover, but had a yellow border instead of the, uh, the, the border that the album cover had. So anyway, it's a beautiful song. He's got some amazing solo parts in there. Some of my favorite stuff. Uh, Temple of the King would be another one where you can really just get into the feeling of what he's playing. It doesn't have to be fast. It doesn't have to be technical. It has to make me feel something. And that's what I love about Richie's playing is he always does that. Um, those are just a couple of the many, many, many examples, even in, in rock and roll that he has played that just uh, every time I'm just like, wow, this is... This is really an important piece of music. And you can kind of understand why he was influenced or how he was influenced by guys like Mozart and Beethoven, because they had a way of bringing out emotion that was really unlike most other composers I've heard. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a great uh, place to listen to one of those pieces. Just absolutely fantastic. And I hope that you enjoy that when you get to it. 
the next song is a little bit more lighthearted. It's called I Saw Three Ships. It's very piratey, isn't it? It's something that you might feel like you would expect in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, for example. Um, just has that that same feel as that style of music to me. But I suppose that, you know, that could be very Renaissance as well. So it makes sense. But I love the song. It's very lighthearted. It's very fun. You know, um, the percussion is great on this. I love the claps that alternate timings. It's uh, it's just a really fun song to listen to and a fun song to sing along to. You know, the the words aren't too difficult to memorize and you can you can pretty much jump in there after a listen or two. But it's a it's a fun song. I remember this always uh, through my childhood as being a really fun song. Um so before I I plugged that clip and I had to go back and listen to the solo in Hark the Herald Angels Sing Again and man it just once again just gripped me that first note that just hangs there. Ah man, beautiful stuff. Uh, Speaking of beautiful stuff, the next song that we have is called Winter, and here is a little bit of that. This is just some masterful work from Richie for me. Uh, I I love it. I love how clean and crisp and clear it sounds. The recording is absolutely beautiful. Actually, the recording on this whole album, I, I should take a second and talk about the production. It's a very well recorded, very well mixed, and very well mastered. Nothing is too loud, too bright. Uh, there are times when instruments overtake instruments a little bit, but that's just the natural progression of, of music sometimes. That does happen. Uh, in this song, for example, there's a, a small part where the strings, I think, get just a little bit loud in comparison to the volume of the guitar. But you know what? That's going to happen. That's music. It's alive. And if everything just sat at a certain volume level and there were no swells and things like that, music would really suck. You know, you need to have things come in and out. They need to breathe. They need to be present. They need to be in the background sometimes. That's just how music comes alive. And this album is just so, so well done. Um, In case you haven't noticed, I'm a big fan 
<laughs> the album. For one, I bought it twice, so that tells you a lot right there. Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely a, a stunning, stunning song. And I love the feel of it. I love the way it sounds. The tempo is just perfect. Any slower, and it would be harder to pick away at the notes as cleanly. Any faster, and it would lose the feeling. I mean, it just sits there in the right tempo for a song like this. Uh, very, very well done. Absolutely beautiful. And one that one that I actually really enjoy listening to often. You know, and I, I do listen to this album all through the year. It isn't just at Christmas time. Even when it's 117 degrees outside, I might listen to Winter Carols. It's happened. It happened a lot this summer, actually. Um, so that brings us to our next song. The you know, I've never cared for the title of this song. Um, it it just, especially living in Vegas, where you know people are known for you know doing drugs and debauchery and that sort of thing. Ding dong, merrily on high. It just, I don't know, the title of it just doesn't work for me. And it's a shame because it's an incredibly beautiful song. Uh, I just don't care for that title. Um, but let's not let that bother us. Let's get into how beautiful the music is. And that's the most important thing, isn't it? This song, this to me is the feeling of Christmas right here. I've always loved this song. I've heard choir versions of it. I've heard solo singer versions of it. Uh, I did a version of it. And I just love, love, love the song. It's got such a beautiful, gentle feel to it. I love what Richie's playing on this one. I especially love the the backing guitar at the beginning. The little inflections in the notes, just the differences every time he strikes it. You know, because if you're if you're using samples, you get so stuck to this is how this sample was recorded. Um, every time you hear it, it's going to sound like that. But when you're playing live, you might hit that note slightly harder than you did the last time. And it's just going to have a different decay to it, a different a feel to it. Maybe uh, it, it'll just have a whole different effect altogether, you know, depending on how hard you hit it. And there was a couple notes I heard in there that I'm like, wow, I love the way that sounds. And it may not have been the intention. It was just the way he hit the note that particular time. And I absolutely love that. I, it's a very patient song, I think, for a guitar player. But I love the blend of it all together. And the vocals are seriously the icing on the cupcake. Just beautifully done. Very gentle, very loving. Arms wrapped around a child kind of love. And there is just nothing more beautiful than that. It's a wonderful, wonderful Christmas song. And I love this version by Blackmore's Night. Uh, speaking of things I love, before I forget, because I meant to mention this earlier, on Christmas Day, if you like, tune into the podcast. I will be rerunning, as I do every year, my uh, review of my own album, Mental Sauna 3, Christmas Inflections. As you heard a bit of it at the beginning of the show, that is the album that... Um, 
yeah, really, really a special album for me of the ones that I've put out so far. Uh, that was a, an amazing project. And it was really interesting how it came together. And I talk about all that on the show, but mainly it's about the music. I mean, there's there's just something about the sound that I have on that album that just very much like this, it just it just feels like a warm candle, you know, and that was really the uh, the idea. That's part of the Mental Sauna series. So uh, check that out on Christmas Day or go back and listen to last year's if you can't wait until Christmas Day. They're in chronological order, so you can find it fairly easily. Uh, getting back to Blackmore's Night and the wonders that they have created on this album, we are now on to a song I have no idea how to pronounce. So forgive me if I screw this up. There is a very good chance I will, but I won't know it. So that makes it okay. It is called Maozur, T-Z-U-R. I'll leave that to you to figure out. This is another song where Candace really, really shines. She hits so many beautiful pitches and such strength in her voice while being gentle at the same time. It's very solid. You know, she was born to be a singer. That's it. You can hear that in, in every note she sings on the song. And it's just a lovely, lovely piece of music. Uh, I, I love the backing tracks. I'm not sure if they're keys or strings or what they are, but they just kind of come in. Da, da. Just very gentle, just little puffs of notes, really. And they they bring about part of the warmth of the song. Really, really beautiful song. Very powerful, very simple and gentle at the same time, but very, very beautifully done. One I would highly recommend listening to. Even if you don't listen to the whole album, this is one I would say, you know, if you're going to pick three or four songs to check out, this would be one of them. I think this defines the album very, very well. And unfortunately, that means we have to move on to the next one. And this is one that I know the melody of from my childhood. I never knew what it was called. Would have never guessed it was Good King Wenseless.
honestly, if they had just done a song with a little bit of opening percussion, a little bit of color from Richie, and that vocalizing from Candace, and it been a whole song like that, I would have been perfectly happy with just a full song of that section. So beautifully done, wonderful pitches, wonderful warm guitar, some great percussion there. You know, percussion can be very simple, but it can add a lot. And sometimes even just a couple of layers of percussion can make a big difference. This would have sounded a lot different without it. It would have sounded a little more spacious, a little more empty, but to have that space filled in with a little bit of rhythm and nothing that's too heavy, you know, no bass and snare drum, nothing like that. Just some very nice sounds on what what sounds like wood. Really beautiful, very rustic, very log cabin or campfire-ish, if you will, Um a lot of fun, a lot of fun, but that was so beautiful. I would have been happy with just a full song of that, you know, maybe a little bit of keyboard in there here and there, but apart from that, yeah, that would have made me very happy, but they go on to do a whole song out of it. And it's really enjoyable, really, really enjoyable. There's another one for you guys to check out the full version when you get the album, by the way, the links to Blackmore's night and to Candace Knight's websites are in the show notes as well as links to where you can get the album on Amazon and iTunes. Of course, the album is available in many more places than that. And you can, you know, get it at your favorite outlet. It's pretty much available everywhere. That being said, our next song up is called Lord of the Dance, Simple Gifts. Another very huge royal sounding song, some wonderful flute playing on top of this. I'm hearing what I think is brass. Maybe it's another kind of flute blended in, but it sounds a little bit brassy to me, um, but very royal, very huge. Uh, one thing that's very common with Christmas music, and I think I've noticed this in some Renaissance music too that I've heard, is that there will be an instrument that kind of tells you how the vocals are going to go. You know, it, it uh, a lot of times like a guitar solo will replace the vocalist, but this is almost a precursor to the vocal saying, when the singer gets here, this is what they're going to sing. This is the melody that they're going to sing. And so you get that, you know, from the very opening here. Uh, this is a very vocal driven song. It's what I like to call a party song. And I don't mean that in the traditional sense of a bunch of people coming over to the house, you know, them leaving at four o'clock in the morning and your house is a disaster. What I'm talking about is the kind of song that as it fades out or when it ends as a listener, you're not done with it. You want it to go on and on and on because it, it has such a good feeling to it. This is one of those songs for sure. I absolutely love the the vocal line. I love how it builds. The whole song builds. It's just a very beautiful and powerful song. Definitely see why it has its place on this album. Very lovely. Um, but yeah, it, it's one that that really feels almost like Christmas becoming like a Renaissance version of a pop song. It just has that, you know, that upbeat to it, that that lift that you don't get in a lot of other Christmas songs because a lot of Christmas songs are, you know, more slow and intimate. 
whereas this is uh, you know more uplifting. And it's a very cool song, very beautiful version by Blackmore's Night. Um, one of the ones that, you know, when it's over, sometimes I'll just hit repeat. I'll listen to it again because it just, I, I don't want it to be over yet. Now, our next song that we have up on our list is one that I've covered uh, a couple of times. I did uh, a song, ver a version of it on the Mental Sauna Christmas album, but also I did a campfire version with a couple of friends of mine. Um, they really did a, an amazing job. Really enjoyed working with them. It's, uh, you know, acoustic guitar, vocals, uh, drums, just, you know, sitting around a campfire playing a song. A lot of fun. Let's hear what Blackmore's Night did with it. You know, I hate cutting Candace off, but the fact of the matter is this is one that you should just listen to the whole song. Listen to the mood of this. It's so different, so unique from any other version that I've heard of it. It's almost mysterious in a way, but it just tells this, this story very gently. There's a couple of vocal tracks I hear blended together on this, which gave it an element of even more mystery to me. But it's very intriguing. You know, I've never heard a version done quite like this, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. Love love the the build of this one, too. It's another song that just, you know, it goes to places well beyond what we're hearing here and one that I think deserves a full listen. Of course, I'm not going to play the full song on the show. You're just going to get a little sample from me, but you can get the whole thing from Blackmore's Night. And that brings us to a very emotional song, um... There are a lot of people that are alone during the holidays, you know, whether it be personal choice or circumstances or whatever it is. But there's a lot of people that are, are alone and there's a lot of sadness going on during the holidays as much as there is a lot of people in a state of joy. And, you know, a lot of people lost someone over the course of the year. Maybe this is their first holiday without them or lost a pet or a friend or something, and it can be very difficult for them. And I think this song, kind of like we had Oh Christmas Tree as a as a dedication to, you know, the importance of the Christmas tree, I think this feels like, a, it, it's not designed to be, I don't think, but it feels to me like a, a shout out to those people, you know, the ones that are kind of going through things by themselves or, or have a bit of a hole in their heart this year because of circumstances. Um, it's a very powerful song. Candace's vocal on this is just amazing, absolutely amazing. And I think the music that we have here um, really supports the vocal probably better than any song on this album. It's It just, it feels all the things that it needs to feel. And you can't help but to feel that longing from our storyteller. It's really quite powerful. So here's a little bit of that. I wish you were here, 
Don't you know the snow is getting colder? And I miss you like hell. And I'm feeling blue. Wish you were here, me or my countryman. I wish you were here. Don't you know the snow is getting colder? And I miss you like hell. And I'm feeling blue. I've got feelings for you. Wow. You know, I I talked about how powerful Candace's vocal is before I played the clip, but let's talk about Richie. You know, the things that he's throwing in there, the emotional little bursts of guitar that we're hearing that he is so good at really just bring the power to another level. You know, there's so much longing in that playing. I feel like there's something unresolved, something that makes me feel incomplete or unfinished. And it just, it's a powerful song, a very powerful song. And it's one that, you know, if you're going to listen to it, and you should, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a tissue box nearby because your eyes might start submitting a little bit of fluid to you. You never know. Very, very powerful. Great song. Another one that I think is just a top delivery on this album. Absolutely top delivery. I'm really glad that they did it. Um Nearing the end of the first CD here, getting down to the last couple songs, our next song is called Emmanuel. This is another song I wasn't familiar with, but I have to say just sounds so beautiful. Very elegant version, I would say. Very elegant delivery on the vocals. I love these multiple guitar tracks I'm hearing from Richie. It just makes the song sound so full. Uh, and then, of course, the emotional bits we're hearing, like as that clip faded out, some of my favorite stuff that Richie does. Uh, he's been doing it all along, really, if you if you listen back to his career it's that kind of stuff has always been there but the way that he delivers it especially in in you know in with this music is really special you know it, it just adds that extra push of greatness to the song and and uh you know christmas and, and the holidays are really all about how we feel how they make us feel how we want to feel and where we're at how we get there all that sort of thing is all tied into it and i do get 
uh, a bit nostalgic for Christmas during the year. It's just a, a wonderful time. You know, there is that hustle bustle of people trying to get things done and get wrapped and, you know, the competition of who has the better gift and all that crap that really has nothing to do with it that does exist, at least, you know, especially in this country and here in the States. But it's it's the music that really brings back the warmth of Christmas. You know, like I said, going to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve, my mom's folks, and hanging out with the family there. And then, you know, sometimes the next day we would go over to my dad's parents on Christmas uh, afternoon, you know, after we had opened up our gifts and everything. And, you know, just just wonderful to be with family, to not be there for any other reason than to just celebrate and enjoy the holiday with each other. Um, I don't get that from anything other than listening to music. You know, I mean, I have memories and stuff, but it's really music that triggers all of that. And that is what makes Christmas music a really special category of music. And for me, those are memories and, and a warmth that I want to feel throughout the year, which is why I do listen to this album. Well, now it'll be this version, the 2021 version. Previously, it was the 2017 version. But that's why I do listen to it throughout the year. I, I can actually imagine that it's not boiling hot outside and I can just kind of, you know, close my eyes and get into that. My grandparents opening the door and seeing how they lit the hallway and the, the decorations on the walls and stuff as we headed towards the smell that the kitchen was drawing us to. Uh, just just so many things. And this is the kind of song that just immediately brings me right back to that place. It just has that right warmth for me. Um, absolutely love it. So it's it's a beautiful song. Check out the full version of that. I promise you will not be disappointed. Our next song, speaking of Christmas Eve, is called Christmas Eve. Hmm. This is another one that musically is so beautifully layered. I mean, the, the whole sound of the song is rich and full and lush. There's just a nice blend of instruments here. It's so well mixed. You just hear little bits of instruments cutting through so you can kind of get an idea of everything that's there. I really like that. Uh, kudos to, to the engineer, both the recording engineer and the mixing engineer, um, 
great, great work on this album. This song has another version that we're going to get to a little bit later in the episode, but I have to say this version is, it feels so traditional. It just fits in with everything. If this isn't the opener of some Christmas movie somewhere, then there is no justice on this planet because this really belongs there. It's got the perfect lyric. It's got the perfect feel for the opening of a Christmas movie. So, uh, you know, Hallmark, if you're listening, and I'm sure the company Hallmark is listening to this podcast, you should get in touch with Blackmore's Night because this would be a great song to use as an opening to, you know, maybe a 2022 Christmas film uh, if it's not been used already. And even if it has, you know what, license it for another film. It's that good. Uh, great song, great layering, lots of fun. It brings out the joy and the warmth within the warmth of the holiday. When I say warmth, I'm mostly talking about songs that kind of have that embracing feeling to me, you know. But uh, this one doesn't have the embracing feeling, but it's the, the warmth of the joy and the excitement. Hey, it's Christmas. Let's all get together. Let's forget all the crap uh, going on in the world and everything else. It's time to just put it all aside and celebrate and, and be united. That's the feeling that this song gives me, which is a very... God, it's an important feeling that we need more and more of these days. And I, I, I fear however many years in the future people might be listening to this episode, I fear that they'll be saying the same thing in their time. Um, it's very sad. But Christmas is a happy time. And this song really, I mean, this is almost a song that you could put at the beginning just to set the tone. Uh, musically, it might be a little too much for the beginning. But the the feel of it, the idea behind it and the lyric really set the tone for what's going on here on this album. So uh, another great song. I look forward to bringing you the other version in a little bit. But first, I want to do what they want to do. We all want to do it. We want to miss you. We, we want to miss you. We don't want to miss you. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. You can tell it's getting late now, can't you? Well, that is a very short song, so I cut the clip a little bit short. But, you know, they just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Let them. It's, it's festive. Make it happen. Uh, that brings us to the end of the first CD. The second CD has a few more studio songs, and then it gets into some live stuff. Um, but before I switch CDs, I thought I'd talk a little bit about the, the package. Um, I usually do this at the beginning of the show, but I was so excited to get to the music, I just kind of put it off. Um, I got the two CD digipack and uh, it's, it's very nice, very good quality, nice, sturdy uh, cardboard here. Um, beautiful new cover. It's uh, at nighttime. You can feel that, you know, everyone's tucked into their cabins, giant trees outside these, uh, these homes. You can see the candlelight in the windows, the moon uh, behind a hay. It's just an absolutely beautiful picture. I like this one a lot more than the last one. I thought the last one was nice, but I think this has that feel of Christmas for me a little bit more. The other one was more the happier version. This is the, 
you know, um, it's it's nighttime. I feel like it's nighttime on Christmas Eve. Kids are tucked in waiting for Santa. The adults are putting Christmas presents together, doing the last touches and the wrapping and all that good stuff. Uh, you open up the cover of the booklet, which is very well done. Um, I love the fonts that they used, you know, as, as usual. It's all very small and hard to read because that's just how it is. When you have this many songs on an album, uh, you really can't afford to make the font too big because it would take up far too many pages. Um, but on the inside, there's a beautiful picture of Richie and Candace. It looks like the wall has the same sort of picture, maybe a different part of the same picture. I'm not sure, but it has the same tones, the same looking snow and all that. Um, Candace is wearing a wonderful frock. Um, I would call it turmeric and holding a flute. Uh, Richie's all dressed in black with his turmeric colored glasses or uh, maybe they're a little more orange i think and uh his well-worn stratocaster and uh it's just a beautiful picture of them sharing a moment together i absolutely love that the interior of the cardboard digipack is a picture from the same shoot uh with candace looking more towards us and richie looking more towards her uh but very blissful very happy it's nice to see them both smiling and uh you know enjoying the the embrace of the holiday. And then there's a lovely picture of Candace a couple of pages in. And then in the middle, we have uh, just a wonderful shot of the the field with some cabins in the background or some homes in the background, really old style, you know, cabins, um, high, high roof and uh, and that um, giant trees covered in snow, the evergreens, and then some without leaves and just that glow of the moon behind the haze. It's its absolutely brilliant. I, I think it's such a beautiful picture. Uh, then we've got some more lyrics. And then we have a picture of Richie with an acoustic guitar, um, looking at it very seriously. And, um, you know, and that's it. Then we've got the credits and stuff on the inside. And then on the back, we've got the rest of the trees and stuff. It, it's just a, a, a very beautiful, very holiday feeling package. Uh, I really, really like it. And so we are going to get into CD number two, the second of the two CDs that came with this particular package. The first song on it is called Browning of the King. Now, before I talk about this song, I'm going to ask you if you remember, these would have been around in the 70s, this wonderful candy called Merriments. They were these little colored discs that kind of just melted in your mouth. Um, four different flavors. Very, very cool. For the longest time, I was trying to remember what they were. My grandmother used to get them for me every year. And I, no one could, no one believed me that these things I was talking about were real. 
Um, they actually were. I just didn't know how to describe them. I had no idea what they were called. Um, they were slightly different than what I remembered them, but I got a box of them last year. They're available again, M-E-R-R-I-M-I-N-T-S, and they are absolutely fantastic. Really, if you're if you remember them or if you were around in the 70s, they they might uh, kind of trigger some memories for you. But the taste brings me right back to my dad's parents' house. That was where we would go sometimes on Christmas Day. Absolutely a, a great time. And uh, yeah, yeah, get them. Miriamits, they're very delicious. Uh, real sugary, though. So if you're diabetic, they're awful. You would not want them. Don't go near them. <laughs> but if you're not, give them a whirl. They're really good. Uh, so yeah, this song is really nice. It it has a great, it, it's upbeat, but it's not a fast tempo. You know what I mean? Like it has a happy, uplifting feel to it, but it's not a fast song. Although there are a lot of notes that are, are put into it, into the riff in a short period of time. The tempo itself is not that fast. Very beautiful delivery though. Uh, really love just that, that regal sound. I can't tell if that, it doesn't sound like trumpets. That might be some sort of flute. I'm not that well versed in medieval flutes. So I don't know the, uh, the differences between them. Maybe I'll learn one day. There's so many out there though. There's so many cool instruments, but uh, it, it's, it's either that or it sounds like maybe it's a trumpet. It's hard to tell exactly because I'm not, like I said, I don't know those instruments well enough to know what's making that sound. But I can say that, that they make a big difference in the sound. You know, they make the whole song just feel more fun and, and lighthearted and partying. And, you know, there's going to be an announcement or something fun is about to happen. And that's always a good feeling. Uh, it's a very cool song. Great addition to the album. Really fits the theme of some of these, you know, songs that I was talking about that have that richer, fuller, uh, more uh, more regal or royal sound. You know, the ones that make you feel like you're in the castle. This is definitely one that I feel would be in maybe playing in an opening room where people are greeting each other. Not the entrance, but a room that they would be brought to inside the castle where there's maybe some things to snack on and, uh, you know, just a, a nice room well lit for people to greet and get to know each other, say hello, catch up, whatever it is before the events begin. That's just, you know, what this song means to me, what the feeling is that it brings out in me could be completely different for everyone and certainly has nothing to do with the lyrics. So, uh, you know, that's just how my, my brain works. Again, I take no responsibility for my thoughts. It's not that I shouldn't, it's just easier that way. So the next four songs, Here We Come a Caroling, it Came Upon a Midnight Clearer, A Little Town of Bethlehem, and Silent Night are all from the Nature's Light CD. That was an EP that came out last year. I've done a review of those songs. So if you want to check that out, like I said, go to episode, I believe it was 138 of the podcast, and you will see album review, Blackmore's Night, Here We Come a Carolyn. And of course, uh, check out episode 151, my review of Nature's Light, their newest full studio non-holiday album. Although I, I still argue that almost any Renaissance song could feel like a Christmas song. It's, they're just set up for it. It's, I think it's the instrumentation. Uh, but, you know, feel free to disagree, but don't. So the last track then that that leaves us with is the alternate version of Christmas Eve. This is the 2013 version, which I find really, really fascinating. It took me by surprise the very first time I heard it. There are other songs on the album that are all live versions, I believe, recorded at Minstrel Hall. And those are Christmas Eve, the version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing slash Come All Ye Faithful, Emmanuel, We Three Kings, Ma O Tsar, 
Again, have no idea if I'm saying that right. And of course, good King Wenceslas. Uh, also have no idea if I'm saying that right. If that's what it sounds like, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I, I'm happy I can speak English. That's a big thing for me. So let's check out this alternate version of Christmas Eve that just always makes me a little bit giddy. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the thing that I think is funny, and then I'm going to tell you why I love this song. And part of the reason I love this song is because of what I think is funny. And I, and I mean, no disrespect whatsoever. But when I first heard this, that drum machine opening, and then that little drum fill that we heard right there going into the chorus, um, I, I think about Richie. And, you know, I've been following his career since I was just a wee little guy. And to think about some of the drummers he's played with, you know, Ian Pace, uh, Cozy Powell, two of the, the drummers that I've learned so much from. And, you know, a couple of the best guys in the world, right? And then I hear him playing along with this drum machine, and it just doesn't feel right to me. It, there's a part of me that's like, no, this is wrong. You should have, you know, reach out to Ian Pace or something. Um, but at the same point, I really like that he did it because it's kind of, it's just kind of neat that he would did it. You know, I, I like that. Um, I also like what it sounds like. I think it fits the song really well. And you've got, you know, the tubular bells on top of that, uh, really add a, a nice texture to the song. I like that they're not extremely present in the song, you know, like they're not overriding it all over the place. Cause it's really easy to want to overdo the tubular bell sound. Um, I love the the drum fill going into the choruses. I think that's really cool. Um, just something I would have never expected. So I think it's funny, but at the same point, like I really love that part of the song. I love the guitar rhythm of it. Um, I think the vocal is a lot of fun. It's really lighthearted and playful. There is a beautiful it's either a delay or a shimmering reverb uh, or or a reverb and a delay on her vocal in some spots that I'm hearing that I really like. Um, there's just so much to love about this song. I love the fact that it it has that that bass drum beat all the way through it. You know, it it just uh, it's an interesting bass drum sound because it's it's kind of punchy, but it has that low end in it at the same time. You know, neither one of them really dominates the other one, so it's a really interesting kick sound. Um, but it, it's a nice driver for the song, for sure. And then, you know, the the chorus has a little bit different of a sound to it. But overall, this song is just so much fun. It's, again, that party song. You know, you kind of don't want it to end. 
And even though the song is going to end at some point, it's like, it, it just feels like you want Christmas to carry on for hours and hours. You want this song to carry on for hours and hours. It's very unique, very lovely. Uh, I, I think it's a very special song. I'm really glad they did this version. Now, it is not on the 2021 version, but on the 2017 version, you do get a couple of bonuses of this extra track. So you've got this one, the 2013 version. Then you've got a version of Candace singing it in German. Now, let me tell you, I would have thought German would be a horrible language to sing in. I'm German. All the people, you know, when I hear people in my family speak German, it doesn't have always a nice flow to it. It's not like if you're listening to, to people speak French or Italian, which sound just so elegant, you know, like a symphony sometimes. Uh, German does not have that luxury. It can be a very rough language. But I have to say, the way that Candace sings on this version of the song, you don't get that impression at all. I mean, she might as well be singing it in Italian or French. It has a real elegance to it, a real smoothness, um, doesn't have any of that aggressive sound to it at all. I think she did a great job with that. Um, it also sounds very musical, which kind of surprises me. Um, but it works. Then there's another version that's an edit of the two together. You know, part of it's in German, part of it's in English. That's a radio edit. And then there's a radio edit of the English version. So you get, you know, you get a mix and match, which is really cool to listen to. Um, it's very unique, something that you don't get a lot of, but I really like that they did that. Um, it, it, it was just a nice surprise, you know, to have. And, and I have to say, Candice can sing in German very well. So, uh, that's the, the album, guys. I mean, the rest of it's live tracks. You can check those out on the album if you want to hear the four songs. You want to hear me talk about the four songs from We Came... Uh, uh, I can't speak anymore. The four songs from Here We Come a Caroling, their EP from 2020 Christmas. Uh, you can certainly check that out on episode 138. And, you know, when you're done with those, check out 151, because I think if you like this stuff, you're going to love Nature's Light. It's a, a very beautiful album. Um, I love that they did that, the promo stuff that they were doing with all the pictures of, of different, you know, natural light sources and that were just fantastic. It was a, a, a great time watching all that be put out onto the internet. You can follow uh, Candace and you can follow Blackmore's Night. They're very active on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Sometimes you can catch a live stream and uh, maybe, you know, Candace with the kids. It's a lot of fun. The kids are great. Uh, very intelligent. I have to say it was it was been nice interacting with them a couple of times on those live streams. Uh, but just just so much talent in this family. So, so powerful, this music. I would have never been listening to Renaissance music otherwise, probably wouldn't have really given it a chance. Uh, it just, you know, time period stuff just isn't really my thing. But I have to say, I really, really enjoy the music of Blackmore's Night, especially this album. Uh, if it's possible to wear a CD out, I would say that there would be a good chance that that would happen if I hadn't digitized it to my computer. Uh, but yeah, pick it up, guys. The links are in the show notes. Thank you very much for joining me for this very special episode of a wonderful holiday album that you can enjoy with your, you know, by yourself or with your family or friends. Play it in the background of your Christmas gathering. You know, it will be a conversation piece, I assure you. It's fantastic. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope that you all have a wonderful holiday. Remember to tune in on Christmas. The uh, episode will come out at 1 a.m. L.A. time. So if you're in England, that would be 9 a.m. your time. Plenty of time to play it at your Christmas party. And uh, if you like it, the links will be in the show notes to get the albums just like they are here for Winter Carols. 
Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you to Blackmore's Night for putting out this beautiful music, you know, more beautiful music, I should say. Um, it really is a, a special treat to hear music like this in today's world, I think. So have a great holiday, everybody. Be safe. We need you for stuff. Cheers. <laughs>